0: Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio on a Thursday morning. It To me, kind of sounds like a moot point when you talk about rankings in a golf tour that really has no cutoff at all. So it's kind of like a, to me, it almost feels like it's the Harlem Globetrotters of golf. But either way, they are going to rank this thing in the Live Golf Tour.
1: No, at the moment they are not. The World Committee for Ranking Players did have a meeting in Scotland two weeks ago and didn't come up with any decision. They did admit that the live tour had uh, applied for world ranking, but haven't given them any and have a feeling like they're not going to. So what does that mean? Well, for the golfers who are not world ranked and not big names who have not gained any exemptions at all, it's going to be a problem. Because they all want to play in the majors. Every one of them, there are four major tournaments, as you all know, Masters, U.S. Open, British Open, and PGA National. They all want to play in them because that's where the real glory is. Not necessarily the real money, although it's pretty good, but the, the, the glory and the honor and the, you know, the endorsements and so forth and so on. A committee looks at these rankings and they say, well, is Dustin and such and so-and-so, is he worthy of being in here? It doesn't have a world ranking. What are we going to do? Now, guys like Shambo and Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka and people like that who've gone to the Live Tour, they don't have to worry. They have exemptions. They've won in these majors, so they're already in. It's not a problem for them. But for most of the others, it is. And for those who are thinking about going to the Live Tour, ooh, boy. That's got to be a decision to be made. I do think somewhere along the line there's going to be a merger. But right now, that, that's a, a bit of a problem for these golfers.
0: Definitely going to be, especially for the young ones that are trying to make a name for themselves. Again, we all have a price, but you got to think about your future a little bit. Uh, speaking of golf price-cutter tournament here in town, any uh, any effect from the lift Tour in that situation? Oh, I,
1: I think there is, yes. I think these golfers, these guys you have to understand, who are playing out at Highland Springs starting today – Uh, they're only a a fraction of a step away from the PGA Tour or the Live Tour. They're right there. And I'm sure there are Live representatives looking at some of these guys and saying, "Hey, hey, you're pretty good. Why don't you come over here? We'll give you X number of thousands or millions or whatever the case might be because we think you're going to be a big star. Come on over here and be on our tour right from the start. That way, you'll get a head start on the others. Sure, I think it uh, might have a very big effect on them. How many would go? Who knows? There's still a long way to go in this season, and the Live Tour has yet to prove itself completely, although they've had certainly any number of uh, walkovers from the uh, PGA.
0: Yeah, well, uh, it's going to be brutally hot when those guys (laughs) kick off that tournament today. So if you go out there, make sure and hydrate. And I'm not talking about beer or whiskey, Ned. Last but not least, the Orlando Brown situation, I'll talk about this in my Keys to the Kingdom, because if he doesn't show up at training camp, which seems that might be the case, the the missing of games portion though, I mean, I get what he's saying, but at the same time, he's costing himself quite a bit of money by not playing, But. Let's say he does. Let's say there is a holdout. What are the options?
1: Well, I think he will show up. Uh, Whether or not it's right away, that remains to be seen. These guys have been through training camp before, and they know what the drudgery is. They know their pros, and Orlando Brown is one of them. I would be a little surprised if he shows up at St. Joe next week, but I will be very surprised if he doesn't play this season. He's costing himself $16,700,000, and, Mike, that's more than he's ever made in his life. Now Mikey did not sign a contract that was going to pay him what he wanted of twenty-five million dollars. The Chief said, Hey, come on, is he worth that much? And the answer probably is no, in all honesty. He's a good player, is he a great player? But regardless of that, I do think he plays the forfeit sixteen million dollars just to stand for a principle. know anyway. Anyway. Uh, Who might fill in for him? Well, I think the number one choice would probably be Lucas Niang, but he's injured. He's had uh, hamstring problems and other problems as well that kept him out for much of last season. In his place, Andrew, Wiley is a possibility. My choice, and this might come as a surprise to you because the Chiefs haven't called me and asked me for my opinion, (laughs) my choice would be Joe Tooney. Now, I know he's on the other side of the line and hasn't played there, but this guy's an all-pro been with the New England Patriots had great years with them I say shift him over he did play a little bit there Mm. last year and did help Mahomes I think he is their temporary answer until Orlando Brown decides he wants to be a part of the team
0: well we'll see what happens luckily this is going on early enough so they can make some adjustments in uh, St. Joseph when training camp kicks off so Yachty obviously on the IL for the Cardinals has kind of just been I don't want to say taking it easy because the guy got ejected from a basketball game in Puerto Rico a couple of days ago.
1: This is this is absolutely bizarre. Now, the rumors from St. Louis are that he is coming back to the team next week and would go on a rehab. Yet, Yachty's been down here in rehab before, and he loves Springfield. Loves a certain... A place in Springfield, too, that he, that he goes to. I'm not going to mention a name. Oh, but, come on! <laughs> but uh, over and above that, he could be. It's conceivable he could be down here if he comes back. Now, as you mentioned, he is rehabbing down, <laughs> down in Puerto Rico. Yachty owns a pro basketball team in the Puerto Rican Pro League. <laughs> this is bizarre. He got booted out of the arena at a game, I think it was two nights ago, as a matter of fact. He got in he's watching the game, of course. And he got incensed at one of the officials' calls and walked on the court. Well, you don't do that. You you don't I don't care what pro league or what league you're in, coach or whomever, doesn't walk on the court. He did and kicked the ball up in the stands. And the referee said, You are you gone, you're out. Kicked him out of the arena. I'm sure that sits very well with Yachty. But over and above all that the guy, he needs to be with the Cardinals, and now, interestingly enough, some of the St. Louis media, which has a history of being homers in every single respect, they've been on his case, too. Say, hey, you're a leader. You're a veteran on this team. You're playing in your final year. You belong back here. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't show up next week.
0: Yeah, probably coming back home, get out of Puerto Rico for a little <laughs> bit. Uh, speaking of baseball, um, we're getting closer and closer to the tra- de- trade deadline, any uh, big moves in the last day or so?
1: No, and I didn't really expect any now, but I, I think if they're going to be, maybe this weekend and early next week. Now, the trade deadline is August the 1st. The big prize here is Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals. He's a guy who is a big deal, really big deal. Won the home run derby. He's a big slugger. He, he can do an awful lot of things. And Soto's only 23 years old. He turned down, Mike, he turned down a $447 million, con. think about that, $447 million, over 15 years, that would have paid him oh, at $25, $30 million a year, somewhere around there, turned it down. He's, he thinks he can get more. My God, what do these people think? It, it, what, what do their agents think?
0: Maybe he wants to win.
1: Well, he does want to win. He wants to uh, he wants a ring. They all want those rings, all those. And who 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 can blame him? So a combination of the two could be well, part the of money, money is important. That's oh, the yeah. livelihood, but those rings, that's symbolic of being a world champion. And yes, he wants one and probably not going to get one with the Washington Nationals, no. although they won the World Series no. what, uh, 2019, 2020, somewhere around 2019 I think it was. But over and above that he's got to come to senses here. And if anybody's not going to pay him that money, then he's going to have to lower his bill. But so far, nothing has happened. I do expect a rather busy trading deadline, maybe as soon as early next week.
0: Definitely going to be busy, but uh, hopefully the Cardinals, like we mentioned yesterday, can get some pitching help because they need it desperately. Last but not least, I know it's history lesson day whenever Ned (laughs) brings in his giant book of Ned Facts. Dust that thing off. What's today?
1: Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, too, but it also indicates that there's not a hell of a lot going on. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, at least we're not making up anything. Oh, no, no, no. This is legit, and I remember it very, very well. 65 years ago today, I don't want to give any hints as to how old I am, but yes, I remember it very well. 65 years ago today, 1957. A gal named Althea Gibson, it probably won't resonate with you, but back then she was one of the great stories in all of American sports because Althea Gibson, African-American. She is the first black player of either gender to win a major tournament in the United States. And it was 65 years ago today she won the National Clay Courts in Chicago. Okay, that's a big deal. Two weeks before that, she became the first African-American to win at Wimbledon of either gender. Althea was a great player, came from a hard-scrabble background, and made herself the great tennis player that she is, or was. She's no longer living now. Althea Gibson, three weeks after winning the National Play Courts, went to Forest Hills, which is now Flushing Meadow in New York. Forest Hills is where they always played it. Won the U.S. Open, first black player to do that. She is a trendsetter, a gal who kind of flies under the radar a little bit, but one of the all-time great athletes in this country.
0: God, she had one hell of a year 65 years ago today, my man. Ned, you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow.